Hello and welcome to another Coffee and Heroes podcast. It's time now for our monthly preview show. So what we like to do is every month is the previews books arrive in store. We always keep a set of them there for people to have a flick through. But we always do our best to keep you guys informed as to what the best titles coming out are. Obviously with comics it's always a, it's an interesting industry shall we say. Everything being pre-solicited a couple of months in advance we gotta you know get that information to you guys get you excited see which titles are the ones to sign up for the ones certainly not to miss so we always have a previews board in store where we put our picks on there just the titles and broken down by publisher there's a a shorter youtube video available on our youtube channel which again goes through the the books but what we always do with the podcast is go into it in a little more detail for you just so you can really get a sense of these titles the information is easily easy to find online as well so if you know maybe you want even more detail on what we're going into if you're a little unsure about a title you can pretty much find anything online so uh, your host is always alan the owner and operator of coffee and heroes in belfast i'm afraid you're stuck just tonight with the dynamic uno as keith is a, is a very busy man this week lots going on work-wise uh he's uh, helping to plan a music festival in limavati as well He's on the go a lot and uh, it does take him to be very, very busy to to not be joining me to go through the comics. But again, as ever, we like to get the information out to you guys as early as possible. The previous order itself will be due. It's always due on a Friday and uh, I believe this month it's going to be due on around the 27th of August. So plenty of time for you to consider these titles, go through them, pick out which ones you'd like added to a pull list so you don't miss out on, you know, the first prints, cover A's, cover price. You know, the comic industry being as volatile as it likes to be sometimes. If you're not picking these things up straight away, sometimes the price can exaggerate and, you know, maybe puts people off certain titles. But again, there's always that guarantee at Coffee and Heroes. If you have a pull list with us, titles will be bagged and boarded. Uh, brand new, they'll be cover price and they'll be available on release day for you. So we'll tuck into the books just straight away. There's, as ever with previews, there's three different books. We've got the DC book, we've got the Marvel book, and then we've got all other publishers Predominantly things like Image, like Boom, like Dynamite, that kind of thing. So we kick things off just with a brief overview. In terms of the DC book, very strong month October in terms of new series kicking off that look very exciting. It's DC, so of course there's a big emphasis on Batman titles. But the the problem, or suppose the joy is, in the last few years, the Batman titles by and large have been so strong, but also so diverse that it's never a problem them being a lot of those. But but there's some other really good stuff as well. We're celebrating uh, a couple of 80th anniversaries of characters with some special titles and one-shots. We've got a brand new mini-series coming from Tom Keane. Uh, a maxi series 12 issues we've got some horror themed titles and just overall a very very strong dc book with regards to the marvel this is where the influence of keith is because he did make some notes ahead of this pod but uh I'll, I'll read out certainly what he has got and he's put this down and rightly so as a big month for marvel straight out of the gate we have the relaunch of venom which we'll go into a little bit more in a moment we've got a new era for arguably marvel's flagship character spider-man and also the finale of a long-running critically acclaimed big title for marvel ends with an issue 50 so as well as that we've got the second issues of a couple of uh, prestige titles that haven't just started yet so again you'll you'll still have time to jump on the number ones if you've maybe missed out so far but uh, there are a couple of titles in this month are reaching number two so again we can certainly get you organized with those so a big month for for marvel as well and some cool omnibus and graphic novel collections to finish it off as well 
With regards to the indie book, it's a strong month as ever for Image. When is there ever not a strong month for Image? But the big surprise for me this month going through the books was Aftershock. Aftershock have been very slowly accruing really great creators, really great artists, really great writers, and offering a really diverse range of titles. And there's a couple this month that really stand out. There's also a, a small press a publisher putting out a new title based on a cult movie, which we'll get to. Uh, we have the continue. We have some spin-offs of some of our favorite indie titles. One for Image, one for Boom that we'll get to as well. And all around, just a strong month as ever with the indie stuff. There's we always said in store. We we said when we're chatting to people. We said in the pod. There's a comic for everybody. You know, if there's a movie for everyone, if there's a computer game for everyone, there's a comic for everyone. So we're always happy to throw out recommendations based on your taste. But we'll dive right into the books. And as always, we'll start with DC. So again, I was talking about Batman this month. And again, there are a couple of strong titles straight out of the gate. So the first one is Batman the Imposter. This is a brand new number one with uh, the story being written by Matson Tomlin, who is a director and screenwriter responsible for movies recently, such as Project Power and Little Fish. And then we also have art by Andrea Sorrentino, one of my favorite artists going right back to the new 52 era. Uh, did a wonderful run on I Vampire, did some great work with Marvel, specifically through Secret Empire, did some great stuff with Green Arrow. And also recently did Joker Killer Smile and of course the, the cult indie image hit Gideon Falls. So with Batman the Imposter, the, the blurb goes like this. So it's going to be a three-issue prestige miniseries. Uh, so 48 pages per issue, so oversized. So about the, the equivalent of, say, six standard size issues. So Bruce Wayne's mission as the Batman has only been underway for a year or so, but he can tell he's making a difference. Unfortunately, he's also made some powerful enemies. All the traditional power brokers of Gotham resent the disruption the Batman has brought to town, and it seems one of them has a plan to neutralize him. There's a second Batman haunting Gotham's rooftops and alleys, and this one has no qualms about murdering criminals live and on tape. With the entire might of the Gotham City Police Department and Gotham's rich and powerful coming down on his head, Batman must find this imposter and somehow clear his name. But how can you prove your innocence from behind a mask? So that just sounds absolutely superb straight out of the gate, and there is some preview art pages which are absolutely glorious. Moving on from there, we have Fear State continuing. This, of course, is going to be the big Batman event that's going to kick off with a free comic book day issue. Um, showing off a little bit of Fear State. There's going to be a, a Fear State Alpha single issue. And then the event goes across various titles. So this month, it's going to continue across Batman 114 and 115. There's going to be a Fear State tie-in Batman Secret Files, Peacekeeper 1. And then it's going to continue across some ongoing titles, which are Catwoman 36, Nightwing 85, Detective Comics 1044, I Am Batman number 2, Batman Urban Legends number 8, and Harley Quinn number 8. So tons of Fear State tie-ins and looking forward to Fear State quite a lot. As well as that, there's a, a new title coming out that looks pretty sweet. This is from a team who did a great uh, image series recently called uh, Coffinbound. Really, really cool, unique title. And it's uh, the team of Dan Waters writing and art by Danny. And you've got inks by Dave Stewart and a cover by Sam Wolf Connolly. And the cover is superb. The cover evokes memories of the original release of Arkham Asylum. You know, it's got a very similar font style and a very similar setup. But this title is called Arkham City, The Order of the World. So the Joker's attack on Arkham Asylum left the long-standing Gotham establishment in ruin. Most of the patients killed or missing and only a handful of surviving staff. A few nurses, a gravely injured security guard and one doctor. In the chaos of the assault, it is believed that several of the asylum's patients escaped and scurried off into the dark nooks and crannies of Gotham City. 
Now these Archimites walk among us, and it's up to the asylum's one remaining doctor to cast a joy to round up her former patients. So this looks great as well. This is a six-issue miniseries. This is your traditional standard size uh, six-issue miniseries, 32 pages per issue, but that sounds fantastic as well. There's also another Batman Fortnite one-shot coming. Again, this is going to include a bonus digital code. These were massive when they came out. It was, it was difficult keeping up with the demand. But this is just going to be a one-shot, so it is, with a story by Scott Snyder, Christos Gage, and Donald Mustard. So one more title basically rounds out the, the Batman side of things, and that is, again, a one-shot, which is Batman The Long Halloween Special. Now, anybody who comes to the store and knows me well, Batman The Long Halloween is one of my absolute favorite comics of all time, not just Batman titles. It would easily go in my top three to top five Batman issues. It was uh, a 13-issue miniseries, which uh, was written by Jeff Loeb and art by Tim Seale, and it's just some of the best Batman you'll ever read. But they're bringing it back for just a, a one-shot special for Halloween. So Batman The Long Halloween special reads as, 25 years ago, you thought you knew the whole story. Now, legendary creators Jeff Loeb and Tim Seale return to Gotham City to reveal that no secret remains buried forever. So, yeah, bring this on and uh, inject it straight into my veins, please. So, that's the Batman side of things pretty much covered, but there are some really cool titles within the DC Universe launching this month as well. First up being Task Force Z number one. So, this is Matthew Rosenberg on writing and Eddie Barrows on art. So for this one, it's in life they terrorize the people of Gotham City. Now they are Gotham's last hope. Task Force X saw villains working their way to freedom. Task Force Z will see dead villains working for a new chance at life. On a day, the attack on Arkham Asylum left hundreds of Gotham's most cunning and deranged criminals dead. Now a mysterious benefactor has activated the government's Task Force clause to bring them back as the ultimate army of the night. To lead this team of the undead, only a person who knows exactly what it feels like to be brutally murdered and brought back to life can handle the job. Enter Red Hood. So this sounds great. Great to see Matthew Rosenberg writing some more stuff for DC as well after some great stuff being put out in Batman Urban Legends. Another title that is set within the confines of Gotham but is very much not a Batman title but is actually a Catwoman title. And this, this is up there as one of my picks of the month. This is a four-issue miniseries called Catwoman Lonely City. This is written and drawn by Cliff Chiang. Now, that's an artist whose work I'm very familiar with through the Wonder Woman U52 run. It's an artist who worked with Brian K. Vaughan on the great uh, series Paper Girls. But writing and drawing for this one, and this honestly sounds like a really unique take on Gotham City. It's a, it's a black label title. It's going to be a four-issue miniseries. So, ten years ago, the massacre known as Fool's Night claimed the, the lives of Batman, the Joker, Nightwing, and Commissioner Gordon and sent Selina Kyle, the Catwoman, to prison. A decade later, Gotham has grown up. It's put away costumed heroism and villainy as childish things. The new Gotham is cleaner, safer, and a lot less free, under the watchful eye of Mayor Harvey Dent and his Bat-Cops. It's into this new city that Selina Kyle returns, a changed woman, with her mind on that one last big score, the secrets hidden inside the Bat-Cave. She doesn't need the money, she just needs to know. Visionary creator Cliff Chang draws, colours, writes and letters the story of a world without Batman where one woman's wounds threaten to tear about an entire city. It's an unmissable artistic statement that will change the way you see Gotham's heroes and villains forever. So yeah, that is, that is right up there for me for the month of October. A couple more from the DC book. There's a great double page spread. On the left we have DC vs. Vampires, which is a 12-issue miniseries. Again, a strong creative team on this of James Tinney in the fourth writing, along with Matthew Rosenberg, and pencils and inks by Otto Schmidt. 
So for this one, the Justice League has long protected Earth from all manner of foreign and alien invaders over the years, always keeping a vigilant eye to the skies for the next threat. But what if the threat was already walking the Earth, hidden in plain sight, watching, waiting for their moment to strike? In the tradition of Deceased comes a terrifying new series from the twisted minds of James Tinian and Matthew Rosenberg and Otto Schmidt that will tear the Justice League apart in their war with the undead. Another one high up on the list this month is Tom Keen is launching a new maxi-series, another 12-issue uh, bad boy. So coming to an end is Strange Adventures and Rorschach. So they're both on issue 11 at the moment. So with those titles finishing up, there's very much a, very much a nice little gap in the market for some Tom Keen tomfoolery. And that is being filled by The Human Target. As I say, 12 issues. It's uh, art by Greg Smallwood. And for this one, Christopher Chance has made a living out of being a human target, a man hired to disguise himself as his client, to invite would-be assassins to attempt his murder. He's had a remarkable career until his latest case protecting Lex Luthor when things go sideways. An assassination attempt Chance didn't see coming leaves him vulnerable and left trying to solve his own murder, as he has 12 days to discover just who in the DCU hated Lex Luthor enough to want him dead. Human Target is a hard-boiled, gritty story in the vein of classic detective noirs told by critically acclaimed creators Tom King and Greg Smallwood. Brilliant sounding stuff there. And then a few to finish off in the DC book are all to do with the 80th anniversary. So first of all, there's a seven-issue miniseries coming out that looks really sweet, written by Brandon Thomas and art by Ronan Clique. And this one is Aquaman slash Green Arrow Deep Target. So again, seven issues for this, and it's going to be a celebratory, uh, a celebrating 80 80th anniversary of Aquaman and Green Arrow. The shadowy organization known as Scorpio has resurfaced and it's larger than before. While looting the past for artifacts and treasure, they have somehow altered the timeline and only Aquaman and Green Arrow can fix it. Celebrating the 8th anniversaries of Aquaman and Green Arrow, this high-octane story takes this unlikely pair from the depths of Atlantis to the heights of the real world. And then just finishing off the 80th anniversary uh, thing, we have Wonder Woman, the 80th anniversary, 100-page Super Spectacular launching this month as well. Now, I'm a big, big fan of these 80th anniversary editions. I think if there's characters that you like and you're not maybe interested in long story arcs, but you just want to get a taste of those characters and some really good stories, these 80th anniversary editions are great. They basically get the best talent involved, the best artists involved, the best writers involved, and they tell a succession of short stories in an anthology style. With the Wonder Woman one, I mean, you've got a who's who of talent here. You've got Becky Cloonan writing. You've got Jordi Belair, Mark Wade, Tom Keane, Steve Orlando, G. Willow Wilson. On art, you've got Jim Chang, Paulina Gancho, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez, Amy Reader, Evan Doc Shaner. You know, just tons of great talent involved here. And of course, it will come with all the different uh, decade variants into the bargain. But as well as that, launching this month is a great-looking Wonder Woman-based title, and this is going to be a new Black Label title. This is a three-issue bad boy, 72 pages per issue, written by Kelly Sue DeConnick and art by Phil Jimenez. Now, this one was solicited quite some time ago and then just seemed to disappear from release scheduling, but it's back, and based on the preview art, it is looking glorious. This is Wonder Woman Historia, the Amazon's number one. The wait is over, and the entire story of the Amazons can finally be told. Millennia ago, Queen Hera and the goddesses of the Olympian pantheon grew greatly dissatisfied with their male counterparts, and far from their sight they put a plan into action. A new society was born, one never before seen on earth, capable of wondrous and terrible things. But their existence could not stay a secret for long. Legendary talents Kelly Sue DeConnick and Phil Jimenez unleash a reading experience the likes of which you've never seen, with unbelievably sumptuous art 
isn't sumptuous a great word and a story that will haunt you with subsequent issues featuring art by modern masters Gene Ha and Nicholas Scott. One of the most unforgettable DC tales of all time begins here and if that's not hyperbole I don't know what is. So yeah that uh, that brings a, an end to sort of the main part of the DC but there is two sort of two left field titles being published by DC I think deserve a little bit of a mention as well. The first one is Refrigerator Full of Heads. This is a return to the Joe Hill Presents Hill House Comics horror line. And with this one, you can tell it's a bit of a spiritual sequel to Basket Full of Heads. So for Refrigerator Full of Heads, this is going to be six issues. And for the first one, it reads, Hill House Comics is back and heads are going to roll for making readers wait. The new wave of titles begins with a rancid return trip to Bloody Brody Island. For a year now, the mysterious axe that unleashed pandemonium during the hurricane of 83 has waited at the bottom of the bay but nothing that powerful stays buried. Brody Island has new visitors and a new sheriff in town too, not to mention a dangerous great white shark spotted in its waters. And when vacationing couple Calvin Berenger and Arlene Fields find themselves on the wrong side of Brody's unsavoury elements, their beachcombing will turn up something a lot sharper than sea glass. The other one is DC Horror, is a, is a new imprint that recently launched. It has predominantly focused on the Conjuring movies so far, having tie-ins to those. But this is a new one called Soul Plumber. It has art by John McRae, so already on board because of that. But the story is uh, written by Marcus Parks, Henry Zabrowski and Ben Kissel. So for this one, exorcism just got a whole lot easier. After attending a seminar hosted in a hotel conference room by a mysterious group called the Soul Plumbers, Edgar Wiggins, disgraced former seminary school student, discovers what he thinks is the secret to delivering souls from the thrill of Satan. But after stealing the blueprints and building the machine himself, out of whatever he can afford from his salary as a gas station attendant, Edgar misses the demon and instead pulls out an interdimensional alien with dire consequences for all of mankind. So, another little six-issue mini-series there, which looks pretty cool. Beyond that, you've got all the usual ongoings throughout the month and a couple of uh, sweet-looking trades as well. But if I did have to pick out one trade uh, this month, it would probably be... Hmm, Actually, there's some good ones there, just looking at it. But it would probably be the uh, the Swamp Thing Volume 1 Becoming because that run from Ram V and Mike Perkins has been absolutely brilliant. But there are other ones there as well, some good Batman stuff, Suicide Squad, Superman the Authority, and a few others as well round out the, uh, the DC book for August. So again, all those titles due in October of this year. Move away from the DC book and into the realm of Marvel and... With Marvel, there's only one place to start, and that, of course, is with Venom. Venom has easily been the biggest selling title in our store anyway. I can obviously never account for other stores, what titles do well, what they push, what they recommend. But for us, the Venom run by Donny Cates and Rand Stegman, we were sorry to see it come to an end. It ended rather satisfyingly, though, and it left the, the symbiote in a good place. And there's a, a really good talent, a really talented team, I should say, who have taken over the title. So this October we're going to have Venom at number one. So this is going to be written by the team of Al Ewing and Ram V. And the artist on this is Brian Hitch. And this is uh, solicited as an epic new era for the sinister symbiote. Hot off the heels of Venom 200 and Extreme Carnage, we're closing out 2021 with one of the most ambitious books in symbiote history. An all-new Venom from some of comics' greatest talent. Marvel mainstay Al Ewing, who himself has just ended a character redefining run on Immortal Hulk, more on that in a moment, is being joined by Ram via horror maestro all of his own to craft a mind-bending and gut-wrenching tale of symbiosis the likes of which the Marvel Universe has never seen. As if that wasn't enough, they've been joined by industry legend Brian Hitch, who is leaving it all on the page. We haven't led you astray yet, have we? So trust us when we tell you you have never seen a Venom like this. 
So that's going to be big, I think. And the other thing with Venom is, if Venom's already on your pull list from the Donny Cates Stegman run, we will, of course, keep it on your pull list, unless instructed otherwise. So if you've already been following uh, the trials and tribulations of Venom, you'll be able to continue with that in October. The other big title this month, certainly for Marvel, is uh, a new creative team coming on to the amazing Spider-Man. So Nick Spencer will be finishing up his run with issue 74. And then with issue 75, we have the amazing Spider-Man with the subtitle of Beyond. What's interesting about this one is that they've actually hired what's called the Beyond Board. This is essentially a writer's room or creator's room of talent. So rather than it being just one writer and one artist on the title, they've actually amassed a team for this. So for the first issue, it's going to be Zeb Wells writing and Patrick Gleason on art. But on that Beyond board, as I say, is a combination of Kelly Thompson, Saladin Ahmed, Cody Ziglar, Patrick Gleason, and Zeb Wells. So for this amazing, Spider-Man is back because this story is just pure jet fuel. Ben Riley, remember him, has returned to NYC and has fully taken back the mantle of Spider-Man. But what does this mean for Peter Parker? The greatest team of web writers has come together with the most epic arachnid artists ever assembled to bring you a spider story that will shake up the Spider-Man's 59th year in ways you cannot predict. So that's kicking off with a 56-page issue, so some really cool-looking variant covers as well. Again, you can find online, and if they're free to order and you prefer a variant to cover it, just let us know. So the title that was coming to an end this month is The Immortal Hulk. So this is a giant-sized finale issue, I believe 96 pages. And this is the end of a legendary run by Al Yoon and Joe Bennett. And of course, Alex Ross, who has done all of the covers. Wouldn't really recommend 50 as a jumping-on point, but if it's always been a series you've been interested in, I personally always find it easy to jump on long-running series if I know there's an end point in mind. You know, it's very true of things like, you know, The Walking Dead, even, you know, uh, Donny Cate and Rand Stegman's Venom run. A lot of people wanted to wait until the run was complete before they jumped on, knowing there was an end point. There's a couple of titles hitting their number two issues this month, so there is, of course, still time to sign up for number one because of that couple of months lead-in time. But the, the biggest ones to mention are Dark Ages, which, of course, is from Tom Taylor and Ivan Coelho, and that's sort of a set-outside-of-Marvel-continuity, you know, dark-everything-at-stake sort of title. The Death of Doctor Strange reaches number two this month with Jed McKay writing and Lee Garbay on art. And then you've also got the X-Men event, Inferno, reaching number two, written by Jonathan Hickman and Stefano Caselli. Next up in the Marvel book is worth a mention, especially because this is one that's aimed at all ages. We always say when people come into the store looking for stuff for younger readers, you know, with most comics, they're, they're mostly fine for ages, say, 12 and over. But sometimes trying to find something for that elusive 6 to 12 range can be a little tricky. So certainly in our store, we do have a younger reader section, but it's nice to see when the big two sort of embrace this a little bit more as well. So we've got Black Panther Legends, number one of four coming. It's a couple of creators I'm not too familiar with. We have Toki Onyabuchi and Setor Fiad Zigbe. And with this one, it's dive into the legend of Black Panther and this new origin story by acclaimed author Toshi Onyabuchi. Uh, perfect for middle grade readers. So T'Challa and Hunter are brothers growing up in the idyllic royal palace of Wakanda. Theirs goes beyond the usual sibling rivalry though. Hunter, although older, is adapted and T'Challa is the true heir to the throne. Both brothers wrestle with fairness in the future, readying themselves for responsibility when tragedy strikes and takes the choice from them. This new series ideal for young fans and loyal readers alike will explore the moments that make T'Challa who he is, from his adventurous upbringing to his walkabout as a teen where he meets the enchanting Aurora Monroe before she becomes the legendary Storm, to when he first invites the Fantastic Four into Wakanda. Son, brother, warrior, king. 
As each chapter unfolds, new pieces of T'Challa's character will be revealed and the Black Panther will emerge. So that sounds fantastic, just for even a relatively older reader like myself. A title that has me excited this month as well, actually, from the Marvel book, is a new three-issue miniseries, which is Luke Cage, City of Fire. This is uh, from the team of Hochi Anderson writing and Farid Karimi on art. You've got this great Luke Cage image as the cover, which also seems to incorporate both Kingpin and Elektra as Daredevil. So when a black man is murdered by a police officer in New York City, Luke Cage is called to action. But what does a good man do when protecting the streets puts him at odds with his own people? A cadre of crooked cops named the Regulators are out to terrorise ordinary citizens and with Daredevil determined to bring them down no matter the cost, and Mayor Fisk equally determined to use them to tighten his grip on the city, it's up to Cage to keep the city from completely going up in flames. Sounds fantastic to me. Three issue miniseries, uh, they're going to be 40 page issues as well, so slightly bigger sized issues for you there as well. And then we continue through the Marvel book. There's a lot of great ongoing stuff here. We've got Amazing Fantasy hitting issue four. We've got Moon Knight hitting number four. Moon Knight has been a big hit in store as well. A lot of people happy with the first issue of that. You know, on the X-Men side of things, we've got The Trial of Magneto continuing with number three. I believe issue one is due out next week on the 18th of August for that one. We've got Jerry Duggan's X-Men continuing with number four. Wolverine up as far as issue 17. You know, the X-Universe is looking strong there as well. Other side of things, we've got uh, the sort of core Marvel titles. Iron Man continuing as far as issue 13. We've got Fantastic Four reaching number 37. Black Widow hitting number 12. That, of course, is recently very critically acclaimed, winning the uh, Best Ongoing Series at the Eisners. But two of felt deserve a little bit of a mention towards the back. We have Thor number 18, which is Donny Cates writing and Pascal Ferry on art, of course, doing the art recently in Spider-Man, Spider's Shadow. And this is one that is Meet Asgard's new master of spies, Throg. Come on, who's not excited by that? And as always, just an absolutely gorgeous Daredevil cover. We're up as far as Daredevil issue 35. Chip Zdarsky, of course, still on the title. And this, of course, is Bullseye versus Elektra, which has all kinds of historic connotations as well. So that pretty much does it in the Marvel book in terms of single issues. But as I say, there's plenty of good trades and resolicited omnibuses at the back. We've got Moon Knight getting a brand new printing, both Omnibus 1 and Omnibus 2. We've got Young Avengers getting a uh, omnibus, which is one that's always requested for in store. We've got new printings for the Incredible Hulk omnibus, Volume 1, if you want to jump into Incredible Hulk from the very start. But outside of omnibuses, there's a lot of good trades, and especially for Star Wars readers. We've got Star Wars War of the Bounty Hunters hitting trade, as well as all of the tie-in issues hitting trade as well. So the Doctor Afra, the Star Wars, the, the one-shots, which has like Jabba the Hutt, things like that in it as well. We've got Shang-Chi hitting trade. We've got The Last Immortal Hulk hitting trade. So, of course, you can read that from the start. And then we've even got epic collections for the likes of Deadpool and Conan the Barbarian as well. So... Just a lot of really, really strong stuff come from the Marvel book. Uh, a lot of stuff for, um, a lot of stuff for trade as well as the single issue market there as well. So that's the DC book. That's the Marvel book. We'll just go through very quickly the indie book as well. So the indie book's broken down into publishers. You've got Image. You've got Boom. You've got Dynamite. You've got Aftershock. But as ever, it'll always kick off with Image. Image have strong titles every month, and this month is no exception. The first one being Friday, book one, the first day of Christmas. Sorry, wait, Keith, come back. I mentioned Christmas. 
This is from Edbury Baker, though, so I'm sure you will come back. And it's art by Marcos Martin and Munsa Vicente. So this seems to be continuing the thread where uh, Edbury Baker is able to release more of a graphic novel format as opposed to the single issue format. He's certainly been doing it with the, the Great Reckless stuff so far, and this is a brand new one. So for this one, a young adult detective hero finally grows up in the first volume of this genre-defined post-young uh, adult masterpiece from Ed Brubaker and Marcus Martin. Freddie Fitzhugh spent her childhood solving crimes and digging up occult secrets with her best friend Lancelot Jones, the smartest boy in the world. But that was the past. Now she's in college, starting a new life on her own, or so she thought. When Friday comes home for the holidays, she's immediately pulled back into Lance's orbit and finds that something very strange and dangerous is happening in their little New England town. Ed Brubaker, sign me up. Enough said. Another big one launching this month is Gunslinger Spawn. So this is a brand new ongoing for the, the Spawn universe. Of course, Todd McFarlane's been very upfront about expanding the Spawn universe, about... We had Spawn Universe one shot, which is, was sort of showing the titles that were going to open up. So by this point, Keen Spawn will have launched, and now we have Gunslinger Spawn. Written by Todd McFarlane and Aless Cott, and art by Brett Booth, Philip Tan, and Kevin Keen. So introducing the launch of the second new monthly title, Spinning Out of Spawn Universe, with one of the most popular characters in the entire Spawn mythology. This book contains three separate Gunslinger stories, each taking a look at his journey through time, from the wild, wild west to the 21st century. Will his 200-year-old past come back to haunt him as he navigates the strange world of 2021? Get ready for the past and, pres and present to collide in this new ongoing title. But when it comes to image, this is the big one for me this month. And that is because we have been waiting on this title coming back for quite some time. This is the Magic Order 2, number 1. Six-issue miniseries, the first Magic Order is genuinely amongst our favourite titles in store. We're huge, huge fans of it. We did a book club podcast on it. You can certainly go back through the uh, through the litany of podcasts and listen to where we broke it down. It was from Mark Miller and Olivier Coupel. Well, Mark Miller is back for this one. Different artist this time, but you know what? Stuart Eminen is not a bad replacement. Although I do like Olivier Coupel. But yeah, Magic Order is going to continue. So a magical turf war like you've never seen before. The London chapter of the Magic Order has entered the scene and these tough Guy Ritchie style gangsters have a problem with the Euro Eastern European warlocks moving into their territory. Can new leader Cordelia Moonstone keep the peace? Celebrate Halloween with the return of your favourite horror series sequel to the Smash Hit first volume. This new arc is drawn by Peerless Stuart Eminem and is said to be as massive and captivating as the first. Cannot say it enough, Magic Order number one is fantastic. It very much earns its stripes as a mix between uh, Harry Potter and Goodfellas. Tell me that doesn't sound great. And then that'll say in good stead for the, uh, for the sequel. But I spoke a wee bit in the intro about spin-off series, one from Image, one from Boom. And the first one is from Image. And this is going to be a spin-off of Philadelphia, another great title we, we enjoy so much in store. Again, just a, you know, totally, you know, put it out there another podcast you can go back through the network two podcasts no less as we interviewed series creators rodney barnes and jason sean alexander shameless promotion i know but yeah this one's called nita hawes nightmare blog and again it's rodney barnes and jason sean alexander from the universe of eisner nominated series philadelphia comes a terrifying new tie-in horror series by acclaimed marvel writer rodney barnes and fan favorite spawn artist jason sean alexander Jimmy Sangster might have left Maryland for the vampire-invested city of Philadelphia, but there is still untold evil lurking the streets of Baltimore. The demon Corson has surfaced from the underworld to possess a once-wronged man, 
and his vengeance will come at the cost of humanity's despair. But Jimmy's former lover, Nita Hawes, a woman with demons of her own, has begun a quest to root the evil out of her city. Guided by the ghost of her dead brother, she must come to terms with her own past, lest she join her brother in a state worse than death. And then just one last one to focus on in terms of image. And again, this would be high up my list this month simply because of preceding titles. Again, shameless plug for Deadly Class. Will always be one of my favourite comics of all time. Co-created by Rick Remender. And Rick Remender has a new series launching this month which is called A Righteous Thirst for Vengeance. Wonderfully genre sounding title there. So Rick Remender writing and art is by Andre Arujo and Chris O'Halloran. So this is a new ongoing series from the writer of Deadly Class. See, they, they knew what to say in the blurb. When an unassuming man stumbles upon a dark web contract assassin's vicious plot to kill an innocent target, he turns himself into one. Leon meets Road to Perdition in the story of a family's unlikely guardian being hunted by rich and powerful men who are used to getting away with everything. Join Rick Remender and Andre Arajo for a uniquely atmospheric murder mystery with sudden bouts of brutal violence. And again, there's some preview art which just looks absolutely glorious for this. So I'm really looking forward to that. Tons of good trades coming from Image as well this month. You know, we have Mother of Madness hitting trade. We have Paper Girls, the complete story coming out, out as an omnibus. We have a saga box set of all nine volumes, which raises hope for the return, finally, of fan favorite title saga. And then, of course, there's Time Before Time hitting Volume 1 as well. Another title we're loving so much from Declan Shelby, Rory McConville, Joe Palmer and Chris O'Halloran. So yeah, that is pretty much it then for the Image side of things. So we move away from Image and on to Dark Horse. And there was one I just wanted to spotlight this month, which is Hellboy the Silver Lantern Club. So this is going to be a five-issue miniseries. Got to love a little bit of Hellboy every so often, so... Mike Mignola is co-writing this with Chris Robertson and Christopher Mitten. And then it's Ben Steinbeck on art. So for this one, it's Hellboy learns about the mysteries of an exorcism gone wrong. And more when his occult investigator relative reveals secretive and perilous adventures of one of the Hellboy universe's most mysterious societies. Silver Lantern Club member Simon Brutenholm relates a tale from the dawn of radio in which Sir Edward Grey and Sarah Jewell go toe-to-toe with technology. Mike Mignola and Chris Robertson expand the Hellboy universe with a new tale of strange spiritual happenings. They're joined by artists Brian Steinbeck and Christopher Mitson with colours by Michelle Madsen. So, cool little Hellboy series there. They're continuing to grow that universe. It's always mini-series, always sort of four or five issues at a time. But we move away from Dark Horse and on to IDW and there's a couple to showcase here. Certainly the, the big one for IDW this month is Star Trek, The Mirror War, number one. So you've got the writers on this, which is David and Scott Tipton. They've been doing a great job in general of continuing on the Star Trek universe in the comics. You've got the artist Gavin Smith on this one. So for this one, you have the little blurb of Return to the Mirror Universe of the Next Generation with this brand new series from writers David and Scott Tipton where familiar faces and exciting new surprises await around every corner. To conquer the mirror universe, Captain Picard must first seize control of the shipbuilding planet of Fonderil. The only problem? Fondery is inside Klingon Cardassian Alliance territory. So yeah, I think that's going to be a relatively big one. The pre-orders for that are actually already strong. The other IDW series I just wanted to throw out a bit of a attention for is Dungeons and Dragons Mindbreaker. This is number one of five. And the reason is because A, it's D&D, but B, 
B. It's Jim Zub on writing uh, with art by Eduardo Mello. The prelude to the much-anticipated video game Baldur's Gate 3 begins here. Changed by their experiences in Avernus, Criddle, Shandy, Delina, Neris, Minsk and Boo return home to Baldur's Gate to find that something much more insidious has taken root. What could be behind the odd behaviour of the head librarian of the knowledge hold? So yeah, we, we get quite a few requests in store for D&D stuff. We do have a, a decent selection uh, in our back catalogue of D&D stuff. So it's just good to obviously let you guys know about a, a title coming up. So that is D&D right there. So aside from that, we move on to Dynamite. Now, normally with Dynamite, there's not usually an awful lot that I would recommend, to be honest. It's it's just not my kind of uh, my kind of comics, but I'm really enjoying the James Bond stuff at the moment. Uh, there was a really good one recently, James Bond, Agent of Spectre. And we have a new one coming up called James Bond Hemeros. This is a brand new number one. Really strong creative team on this as well with Rodney Barnes of Philadelphia fame on writing and Antonio Fuso on art. So Himeros is the Greek god of sexual desire and one of the Erots, the winged gods of love. When Aphrodite was born from the sea foam, she was greeted by the twin loves Eros and Himeros. But when sexual desire goes too far, it takes the legendary super spy James Bond to bring justice to the most vulnerable amongst us as he investigates the suspicious death of an accused sex trafficker, one whose ties run deep. And deadly and again with it being Rodney Barnes on that that has my attention straight away and and also solicited for this month the aforementioned James Bond agent of Spectre will actually be hitting hardcover as well so definitely one to get excited about there if you didn't pick up the single issues moving on from uh, Dynamite we have Boom and I don't think there's any doubting what the big Boom title this month is You've heard of something is killing the children? Well, prepare to enter the House of Slaughter. So a brand new number one. This is another one of those spin-off series I was talking about in the intro. So a spin-off from Something is Killing the Children, House of Slaughter is co-written by James Tinian, series creator, and Tate Brombal, and illustrated by co-creator of Something is Killing the Children, Werther Deladera, and Chris Sheehan. So Discover the inner workings of the House of Slaughter in this new horror series exploring the secret history of the order that forged Erica Slaughter into the monster hunter she is today. You know Aaron Slaughter as Erica's handler and rival, but before he donned the black mask, Aaron was a teenager training within the House of Slaughter. Surviving within the school is tough enough, but it gets even more complicated when Aaron falls for a mysterious boy destined to be his competition. Dive deeper into the world of Something is Killing the Children in the first story arc by co-creator James Tinian IV and co-writer Tate Brombal with art by rising star Chris Sheehan and co-creator Werther Deladera. So very much that will be on a lot of people's pull lists. Obviously Something is Killing the Children has been such a great title. I see no reason where that won't be pretty much just as big. So moving on from there, we come to, for me, the best uh, company this month in terms, or the best publishing house, I should say, this month, which is Aftershock. There were three big titles that stood out for me here. One's an original graphic novel, and the other two are single issues. For the graphic novel, it's called Party and Pray. It's co-written by Steve Fox and Steve Orlando, with art by Alex Sanchez. Alan is used to being ignored by younger guys, so he hardly believes his luck when handsome Scott makes a move on him in the crowded gay club. But there's a wolf on the dance floor tonight, and he's hungry for fresh prey. The preview art in this looks really, really strong. It's got a uh, horror crime thriller vibe to it, so that sounds pretty great. As does Cross to Bear, number one, 
from Marko Stojanovic and art by Sinisa Banovic. For this one, Jack the Ripper was never caught because no one was looking for him in the Wild West. No one except the Order. An organization made up of the descendants of the Crusaders sworn to eradicate the unnatural. The Order will stop at nothing to fulfill the pledge their forefathers made, even if it means crossing the ocean or a line or two. Uh, yeah, that looks really, really sweet. Really cool cover for that as well. The Crusaders in the background, Jack the Ripper in the foreground, sort of Victorian England style setting as well. But the undoubted one that stands out the most for me this month from Aftershock is a series called Chicken Devil. So this is a brand new number one. This is written by Brian Bucoletto, who did a fantastic run on The Flash in the New 52, but is also... You know, good indie series writer in his own right, uh, Sons of the Devil was a particularly strong one. He's joined here on Art by Hayden Sherman. And if this blurb doesn't get you excited, then I don't know what's wrong with you. Mitchell Moss is about as regular as it gets. He's married with two children and cones, a successful chain of Memphis hot chicken restaurants. It's not the life that screams hero slash vigilante, until he discovers that his business partner is in bed with the mob and owes them two million. Unfortunately, Mitch is ill-equipped to be a badass. He's just a guy who makes really good chicken. Can he protect his family from cold-blooded gangsters? Absolutely not. But maybe Chicken Devil can. And then there's some preview art there that just looks superb. It almost comes across as like a mixture of you know Breaking Bad and superhero comics. You think of El Polo Loco and uh, Breaking Bad. Definitely the uh, the vibes I get from that one. One to throw out as well this month is actually from American Mythology Comics. And this is one that I think will interest quite a few guys. It's essentially a comic based on uh, the cult cult movie, Fright Night. So it's written by James Gohorik and art by Cyrus Maseraka and Neil Vokes. Welcome to Fright Night for real. Tom Holland's classic vampire tale returns with a series that picks up right after the events of the 1985 movie. Based on Holland's novel, which introduces Charlie Brewster, Amy Peterson, Evil Ed, Peter Vincent, and of course the undead monster, Jerry Dandridge, to horror fans. Written by James Kohorik, with interior art by Neil Vokes and Saras Mesarkia, this story is fully authorised by Tom Holland himself. It's been a year since Jerry Dandridge died, again, and life is still crazy for the impromptu vampire killers. But something ancient and evil has clawed from the ground and found them, and they are going to discover that once you look into the undead abyss... The monsters hiding there look back. So that is going to be, I believe, a five-issue mini-series. There's already a couple of pre-orders come in for that. So clearly some excited people. So that is Fright Night. And then I'm just going to finish off with a couple. Uh, a couple, first of all, from AWA, because I can't have a month without recommending AWA titles. And the first one is called Out. Brand new number one written by Rob Williams with art by Will Conrad. In the waning days of World War II, with the Allies advancing, a desperate Nazi officer unearths an ancient force of evil that he hopes will turn the tide of battle, a vampire. To test the power of his secret weapon, he unleashes the monster on an unsuspecting group of Allied POWs. It's up to Nokona, a Comanche language expert, to communicate with the vampire to find out what it really wants. I'm always on board for AWA stuff, and this month also showcases some uh, trades coming out that, in that month. You've got the Resistance Uprising trade from J. Michael Straczynski and C.P. Smith. You've got Chariot, which of course we're, we're so eager to you know push in the store and tell you about how good it is, written by Brian Edward Hill and illustrated by Priscilla Peraltes. 
And then we also have Casual Fling, written by Jason Starr with art by Dalibor Talahich, which was uh, another personal favourite of my own. But what we'll do is now we will finish off the indie book with a little look at Vault Comics because there are some really cool Vault Comics hitting this month. The first one is one that was actually solicited some time ago, but it, it got delayed for whatever reason, but it will now be hitting in October. And this is a new one from Ram V and art by Anand Arkay. So this is called Radio Apocalypse. Long after the rock out of space struck the world and turned it all to dust. In Bakerstown stands the last radio station on the planet, Radio Apocalypse, broadcasting into the unknown, a beacon in the dark for those who wander the lost places. Now change is coming to Bakerstown. Among the refugees flocking into an already precarious settlement, an orphan boy, Rion, caught in an indiscretion, will twine his fate with the radio station. And in doing so, begin this mixtape of love and heartbreak and interminable hope. The soundtrack to the end of the world. We showcased that ages ago, so I'm really, really happy to see that it is actually being released now. And then just a couple to finish off with, which are uh, more hardcover graphic novels rather than single issues, but again through Vault Comics. I spoke before about Barbaric from uh, writer Michael Marecki and art by Nathan Gooden. Absolutely fantastic series so far. It's just two issues in, but it's going to be uh, set up now in a lovely hardcover. As well as that, you've also got Giga, another one we've really enjoyed from Alex Pacnadel, an art by John Lee, and that's hitting trade paperback as well. So that is going to do it for this month's previews podcast. So a little bit of a deeper look into the previews books there. Again, there is obviously the YouTube video as well. You can go through, I show off some of the covers, some of the interior art, that kind of thing. We do, of course, have the previews book up in the store, so you guys can have a little look through it anytime you're in. And then on top of that, of course, we have the previews board where all of the titles are broken down. But if there's any questions or anything you want to add to the pull lists, anything you want to get set up, just feel free to get in touch with the store, either through Facebook Messenger, through email, whatever suits really. And we'll make sure to get these titles added for you so you don't miss out. But anyway, I hope you found this uh, helpful. I hope that maybe I've showcased a few titles you weren't 100% sure of or didn't maybe know about. And uh, again, any questions, just get in touch. So... Hope you guys are staying safe out there. I'll look forward to seeing you in store. Take it easy.